Hey folks, I'm here today to tell you about Visible. Something unfortunate about wireless services, what you see isn't always what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. No perception check required. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month, taxes and fees included. If you're looking for a carrier that is upfront with no hidden fees, then go to Visible.com to make the switch. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save, and you're going to be getting unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Visible is the wireless carrier that's constantly operating from a zone of truth. In their quest for total transparency, Visible wants you to know the monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Dear Colgate, I love that you love that I love being at home. You even let me whiten my teeth from home. Because you know how I feel about getting up from my cloud couch. The Colgate Optic White LED Kit gives professional-level results in just 10 minutes a day for 10 days when used as directed. And that's why, Colgate, I want you to meet my parents. Because ever since meeting you, I've been living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. Hey everybody, welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Brian. And I'm Will. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons, from the weirdest water to the wisest wise men. And today we're talking about wyverns and fairy dragons. So yeah, dra- uh, dragons today, kinda. More dragons. <laughs> More dragons. It's 2019. Well, it's a new year. Happy New Year, everyone. And um, uh, do we want to do we want to make it official what we were calling it off off yes, record? I officially want to uh, dub 2019 as the year of the dragon. Get ready, everyone. <laughs> you guys have been asking for dragon lore, and I just I'm now saying fuck it, dragon lore. Time. So dragon every lore. month this year, we're going to be doing at least one major dragon episode. Um, and we're hitting chromatics. We're hitting metallic, metal, metal dudes. We're hitting other ones. We're doing individual dragons as well. So yes, we're gonna get, we're gonna get a metallic dragons part two, a chromatic dragons part two, and then we're gonna start diving into the lore on individual dragons, red dragons, blue dragons, etc. We're also gonna be doing dragon kin like today. We're doing some dragon kin, uh, the wyverns or wyverns and fairy dragons. And yeah, so let's just get into it. Let's just grease. We're going to grease these wheels and set a precedent for the year of the dragon. Indeed. So uh, let's actually, start. I think it was funny. We were, it's the year of the boar, actually. It's the, actually, right? it's actually the year of the boar, but not on the Dungeon Cast. It's the year of the dragon here. Yeah. So. New podcast. Who dis? <laughs> not so, really. So let's start with wyverns or okay. wyverns. Um, it can be pronounced either way, and I kind of go back and forth. It just depends on how um, I feel. I'm going like to say wyverns moment. the whole episode, probably, because that's okay. how I've always said it. You can yeah. say wyverns, and we'll, well, if we'll, you, we'll incite if a you, fuel fire. Fiery fuel in the in the comment section. If you keep calling them wyverns, I'm just gonna start calling them wyverns. Okay, uh, then I'll switch. It. I'm gonna cross you up. I'm gonna break your ankles this episode. So a wyvern is a dragon-like <laughs> flying lizard with a stinging tail and sharp teeth. They usually stand about 15 foot in length and weigh about a ton at, at full growth. That's cool. Um, and their coloring ranges from like gray to rusty brown. So they're <sighs> like mini dragons in a way. 
So think kind of, of. Th- like a pallet of water is a ton. It's literally 2,000 pounds, right? Right. Can right. you imagine that falling, just falling on you? Oh, yeah. You, well, that's how you die. Most adventurers die by falling. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's a problem. Like we don't talk about it enough, but it's a problem. We, we don't talk about it, but adventurers, <laughs> like like 25% of adventurers die from falling wyverns. So, so wyverns are the cousins of dragons, but they're not themselves considered to be true dragons. Uh, true dragons are really limited to the metallic dragons, the chromatic dragons, and depending on the lore, gem dragons, which we'll have to touch on in another day. Is there like hate against uh, wyverns for not having four legs or whatever? Not hate, but that is one of the things that separate themselves from true dragons. Yeah. I mean, but they're not the dragons aren't looking down upon wyverns like you only have two legs. Dragons definitely look down upon wyverns. Okay, but they're also they're like they're like, I mean they're related but like very distantly. <laughs> so dragons always have a tendency to treat like others within the family tree of dragon kind a little bit better than everyone else. Yeah, like dragonborns and stuff. Um, like you have a chance of like getting on its good side. Right. I'm not sure how much that extends to wyverns because wyverns are basically. They lack any intelligence. They're like animals. Oh, they can't okay. speak or anything like that. So there's more of like a beast than a persona. Very much okay. so. Um, so also wyverns are probably they're probably most the most commonly seen of the various dragonkin outside of maybe pseudo dragons, which we'll talk about in another episode. Okay. Um, but they're I think you're familiar with pseudo dragons. You can take them as a familiar. They're basically oh, yeah. miniature dragons yeah, yeah, about yeah. the size of a cat. They like hang out on your shoulder and yeah they and they're intelligent yeah so that's more like a warlock pact or whatever right you can uh, get that a, or you can use um i think you can use the fine familiar spell but you might be right it might be more um towards the the warlock because they get the special familiars yeah but anyways a very notable difference uh between wyverns and actual dragons is the fact that wyverns only have four appendages while true, true dragons have six so, like you were saying, uh, wyverns don't oh, I have like, four I was, arms. I was like, oh, wings. We're counting <laughs> yeah. the wings. Drag, dragons have two back legs, two front arms, and two wings. So they're they're considered arms and not like le- more legs. Um, yes, arms they leg. are. And okay. this this has to do with elbows versus knees. So like, oh, in the real world, in the real the actual world, I think the only mammals that it's have like, four legs or four knees are elephants. They actually have four knees. All other animals that are quadruped have the two back knees and then their front legs are, well, basically like arm appendages. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So So, like a cheetah. Yeah, like a cheetah or a dog or a lion or any other quadruped that isn't an elephant. I'm sorry I called them bendages. Um, Let's let's move (laughs) on. Appendages. No, I called called them bendages. Oh, okay. Yeah, (laughs) sorry. And I meant the part that bends. Right. I'm sorry, medical majors. Yeah. Joint. (laughs) So uh, dragons, again, they have two back legs, two front arms, and two wings, while wyverns only have front wings and back legs. Okay. Also, wyverns do not have a breath weapon, which is... Like the closer related you are to dragons, the more likely you are to have a breath weapon. Right, like dragonborn. Generally, how I see it. So wyverns have the little like, so they have the wings, but they have like the little claw on it, right? I think yeah, they seen do. Kind of like a bat. Yeah, or or gargoyle, I guess. I don't Just know. for back scratching. Yeah. So a second notable difference to, uh, between wyverns and their true draconic counterparts is the intelligence level, which we kind of touched on. Yeah. So dragons, for the most part, are noted for their exceptionally high and even superhuman uh, levels of intellect. Mm-hmm. Wyverns, on the other hand, are of an intelligence level more comparable to a dog. So okay. Like a five or six. Um, they can understand commands, um, often more likely in draconic, but cannot speak themselves. And they act far more on instinct than reason and are essentially like animalistic hunters or predators. Okay, cool. Yeah. So they're, they're, they're the intelligence level of like a, like a, I've heard dogs be compared to like three-year-olds or like four-year-olds in right. terms of like being able to understand language. 
So or like a parrot, that's like a, a macaw. That's a decent rule of thumb. One of the problems, or not problems, one of the things about intelligence is it's not. Even though we like to think of it this way, it's not really a spectrum. You know what I mean? It's it's not like a sliding scale where one creature is necessarily this much more intelligent than another. Oh yeah, it's like that Albert Einstein quote where he's like, "If you judge a if you judge a fish on its ability to climb a tree or whatever." Yeah, exactly. The, the fact is, there there are different kinds of intelligence. You know, there's like social intelligence, there's communication intelligence, there's problem solving and reasoning, and these are all separate things. Some animals are really, really high, like human level high on some of these things, while being yeah. abysmally low on all the others. Yeah, jar opening. I would argue octopus are better than humans. Exactly. I've seen them do that Very shit like so. a thousand different ways. Right. Well. Uh, a, a dog has way, way higher emotional intelligence, especially when it comes to communicating with humans. So that being said. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's the thing about intelligence. And I, but I would say wyverns are probably on the level about dogs. Okay. Dog level. So they really love you. Except for the emotional part. <laughs> They're very unempathetic. We're actually going to get into that a little bit. Oh, okay. I was about to start asking questions. I'll wait. Okay. Um, so the wyvern is not a D&D original. It's actually a monster from ancient European mythology. Its appearance varies depending on the region. Okay. Uh, and it can vary, I won't say wildly, but a fair amount. So it can be D&D-like where it has two back legs and then two wings. Mm -hmm. uh, it can be... Uh, a wyvern can just be another name for dragons, and it just it is a dragon with breath weapon and uh, all six appendages. Yeah, I've seen a lot of that, and it got confusing for me before my D and D experience. Yeah, I've seen um, wyvern images where it's like two front arms, no back legs, and two wings. Okay, so it's like almost like crawls on the floor. Like it's really weird. <laughs> like a looking. snake with front arms. Yeah, it's like a snake with front arms and wings. That's okay. exactly like so. So it. There isn't like this concrete mythological creature called the wyvern. Like it's it's really all over the place. It's it almost sounds like uh like remember the Eugoliths episode where uh -huh. we're talking about like how the different snake stuff had like um hmm. like you know how they could have like like maybe there's one with like four arms or whatever and they're all snakes like at the end. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. like the very like the wild variations. Oh like, you're thinking of the UNT. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I said Eugoliths. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's kind of like the UNT. It's actually a fair comparison. Where okay. It can be any number of things, but it's all UNT. Okay. So is there a, is there a standard for D&D? &D? The is standard is the back legs, the back the... legs, two front wings, okay. no breath weapon. No breath weapon. So they have like a frill, huh? Like on their. They can. Okay. You know, that all comes out to flavor and whatnot. You know? Okay. So, yeah. Wyverns in the wild tend to make their homes along cliff sides that reside over forests, jungles, or planes, basically a place where they can be safe up above because they love to fly and they okay. love to be safe. But they can also feast upon the many beasts of the wood. Cool. Which they do. So <laughs> Wyverns would have like a really sick uh, GoPro based YouTube channel. Oh, yeah. Without a <laughs> doubt. <laughs> Absolutely. So they, they eke out an existence as carnivorous predators that hunt from the sky, generally swooping down on any creature weaker than themselves, which is pretty much anything that, you know, isn't a magical monstrosity. Yeah. And devouring it. So, okay, that's that's wyverns for you. So is it kind of like remember the quadal, quadal? Yeah. What about is it, are they like I'm I'm kind of picturing something similar. Like is mm, it quadals are they're way more powerful and highly intelligent. Okay, so. yeah, but physically like the, their their look. So with the quadal, the quadal is mostly is is basically a gigantic serpent with wings. Yeah, and that's, and that's what this sounds like, but it has back legs. But it has back legs. Okay. Also, it's not like, too far off. The koala looks more like a serpent. The wyvern really does look like a dragon. Okay, and that's that's an actual that's a big difference. Yeah, it's a big difference. Okay. And the koala is not related to dragons in any way, as far as I know. It might ver be very very distantly if it is. Okay. Um, though wyverns are known uh, to be both physical to be physically powerful and deadly foes that kill easily with their teeth and claws. Um, 
the the big part of their infamy comes from their legendarily potent poison that they inject people with their, oh, uh, their stinger? stinger tails. Yeah. Oh man. So this poison is uh, said to be so powerful that it actually disintegrates veins and arteries on its way to the heart. Oh god! Like it just melts through the body. That's like brown recluse venom or something. Right. Very oh, much so. Shit. That's actually a really good parallel. And the poison is highly prized and often sought after by alchemists or adventurers and whatnot. Yeah, so. they want to dip their dart, their blow darts in it and shit and, like, kill you. Right. <laughs> so, and, and yeah, yeah, it, it would de- definitely fetch a high price on the black market. So, wyverns are, for the most part, neutral or unaligned, depending on the lore. They have a tendency to be uh, depicted as just natural predator-type creatures, so they yeah, don't okay. really have an alignment. But there's also a nasty reputation for wyverns of falling on the neutral evil side of things. So they have a violent nature and paired with their relative lack of intelligence it makes them deadly war mounts for evil forces who are willing to take the pains to subjugate them. Right. Which happens in a lot of fantasy. Like the evil enemy usually is riding, riding upon wyvern back. Yeah. You know, and like the wyverns are, are vicious and mean. But um, also wyverns tend to have an affinity for working with chromatic dragons and the forces of Tiamat. Now I think this is mostly because I think the Dragon Queen herself kind of favors them, um, I think, because of their viciousness and their usefulness. And so she kind of claims them. And you, you see this in the in the point of her taking the form of a five-headed dragon with a wyvern tail. That's the oh, thing. Tina has a wyvern tail. That's um, that's just like that extra bonus, you know? Right, exactly. <laughs> and I think I think Tiamat makes a point to be like, no, these are mine. Like, Okay. And I think they fall into her sway quite easily. I mean, if you want to, like accumulate resources and stuff like everybody wants a dog so if these are dragon dogs then like what's up fair just, enough she yeah. just Tiamat loves the equivalent is Tiamat loves dogs and maybe we've been looking at her like as like a really gross nasty thing but she just she well, loves animals nasty people can also love dogs yeah Hitler loved dogs yeah I'm sure he did <laughs> who doesn't love dogs <laughs> moving on so humanoids are somewhat of a favorite food source for wyverns um for the simple fact that much like true dragons, wyverns themselves love to hoard things. And humanoids are the ones who tend to have things. Okay, so, yeah. Yeah, specifically, they like to hoard all the cliche stuff, the dragon, you know, gold, gems, all that stuff. I was going to ask about that. So they're just like, there's like an inherent, like, genetic disposition to collect. Yeah. In, in dra- all dragon objects. kinds. Yeah, yeah. okay. And this, you see this in kobolds. You see this in, uh, you don't necessarily see it in Dragonborn, but I always love it when a Dragonborn player, like, uh, embraces the dragon greed kind of thing. Yeah. It's always fun. Um, but I, I I, find it to be similar to a lot of birds. There are birds that really are attracted to grabbing shiny things and collecting them. Yeah. Like crows. Ra- ravens and crows. Yeah. yeah. So um, it's not unheard of for sure. Okay. Like in the natural world. You heard it here, ladies and gentlemen, uh, crows and ravens are dragons. Right. So, <laughs> yeah, they're distantly related cousins. <laughs> um, now, the life cycle of wyverns is not detailed out anywhere that I could find. But since they are raised from hatchlings um, by people who want to tame them, it stands to reason that they probably reach adulthood between three to ten years. Okay. And if they're reaching adulthood that long, I don't think they're living more than a century. So I don't think they're getting the longevity that most dragons are getting. Now, I could be wrong on that. That's just my take because I couldn't find any substantial lore on the life cycle of wyverns. Okay. That's interesting that that isn't quantified somewhere. It's it's one of those things where... They really hit it hard with dragons, like how long right. they live. Very true. But wyverns, it's kind of like the mimic where it's like this iconic monster that everyone knows about so well that no one asks any questions. Oh, okay. So a lot of write-ups don't get really done 
on these things. And, and I was reading, uh, there was a Ecology on the Wyvern from Dragon Annual Number 1. And honestly, it was not very helpful because it was written in the style of like in-character first-person story. Okay, so you're not getting like the textbook details. Exactly, from- you're really not. You're just getting a story about these these adventures that had to deal with the Wyvern. I'm like, and that's cool and that's fun, but it also wasn't useful for the show. Yeah, you're, so. see- you're seeing like power scaling for sure, like because they're probably fighting it, I guess, I'm guessing. Um, yeah, sure. Or like encountering it at least and like getting an I mean, idea of what it can do right pretty uh, much okay but so like your your wyvern it's not going to be your big bad evil guy right like no definitely not i think wyverns for me the the way i love to use them is they're a great truly random encounter they're great to put on a random table because they can be anywhere and if they see adventurers they're probably going to attack and they're powerful enough to be a freaking problem i think they're challenge rating six or something like that oh yeah you're so, gonna have you're gonna have some some issues so there it's a it's a nice mini boss it's a nice uh just random encounter uh between like towns or whatever to really like challenge your players and yeah. kind of a fun encounter um, and you can even play with it, you know, like they fight the wyvern, uh, they defeat it, but one of the members gets stung and it's really bad and they have to get to town and it yeah. becomes this whole story thing. And like, yeah, so wyverns are fun. I think they're really cool. And uh, I highly encourage people to integrate them somewhere randomly into the campaign because they're they're really fun to that, That's pretty cool. With, yeah. Yeah. On, on that point, like that's why, that's probably the reason why they don't see a need to quantify its age because like it's, it's, it's just this random really encounter. Yeah. Up. Like you're not gonna, you're not gonna, you don't need to know. Uh, but if you do need to know in your campaign well, setting, just make, make it up. One of the reasons that I'm surprised none of the, see, here's the thing. I'm sure that it has been quantified their life cycle, but probably in like Forgotten Realms novels. Oh, because like okay, wyverns yeah, sure. tend to get used as mounts. So I'm sure in some Forgotten Realms book where some parties using them as mounts, we're getting all kinds of dope wyvern lore that. You have to find that specific novel for, but like it's not in the actual supplement books. It's like a, me. it's like one of the like the military units riding a, a, a wyvern is like like petting its old ass wyvern. Like, yeah, exactly. She's an old girl, but right. she still rides strong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then you can ask, well, how old? And then you get from the context of the book, oh, she's probably sixty years old. Uh, Wild West campaign where everybody rides wyverns instead Indeed. of horses. So that being said, let's actually look at the stat block for the wyvern. I have it right here, and uh, yeah, it's it's a pretty straightforward one. Um, it's a challenge rating six, like I said. Mm-hmm. It's got thirteen armor class, natural armor, one hundred and ten hit points, which is you know pretty potent. It's fairly for, strong, yeah. For I mean, that's one sixth of a Tarask. Hey, <laughs> so there that is. <laughs> um, it's got a multi attack, which it's really it, you could just choose from its bite, its claws, and its stinger. But let's look at the stinger. We're looking at a plus seven to hit, and it does two d six plus four piercing damage. The target must make a DC fifteen. Constitution saving throw or take 7d6 poison on a failed save. Have Yikes. as much on a successful one. Oof, that's brutal. Gets, that'll 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 knock out a character. Yeah, you get stabbed in that pity. Indeed. It's over. Yeah. So uh so yeah, I mean that's that's the wyvern. Nothing here else is like really noteworthy. You know, the bet the bite does 2d6 plus four piercing, the claw does 2d8 plus four slashing. Um the multi-attack is just the wyvern makes two attacks, one bite and one with its stinger while flying it can use its claws in place of another attack nice so, okay so that's pretty is. cool now i did read that wyverns really like to attack from the sky and they rarely land and that's actually something you could do to make a wyvern fight more um, threatening is if it's never landing and it's only swooping in for attacks um that can make it very hard to take down for a group of of adventurers that are stuck on the ground can you imagine fighting yeah like a wyvern in the forest like you chop down a tree for timber or whatever and you right. and you for like campfire wood etc mm-hmm. and it summons like you alert this creature mm-hmm. i would 
in my flavor, I would have it it turn by turn, like emerge from the like it would swoop down into the trees out of sight and then like weave through the forest trees and like come upon your campaign. Oh, it's like dope. suddenly it's there. Yeah. You're like, what direction is it coming <laughs> right. from? Yeah, exactly. That'd be really cool. And I, even at higher levels, these things can really be used in the same scenario. You just to up the power. It's like now it's a mating pair of wyverns. Oh. And they're, they're tacking in tandem. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> two two challenge rating sixes. Yeah. They were trying to make little baby wyverns, and you you interrupted and, their coitus. And they, and they got hungry, so they're, <laughs> here they are. They're all tired. <laughs> we just finished our short rest after coitus. Time to fight. <laughs> speaking speaking of being tired, let's take our short rest. Okay. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify is great. They're taking businesses of all sizes, cradling them in their arms, to help them grow by giving them the tools they need. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success at every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dungeoncast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dungeoncast. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everybody, welcome to the part of the episode we're not talking about the last thing we're talking about. We're talking about love. I love you. I love you so much. And uh, it's because you can hear my voice. And that means you're listening to the show. And I love that shit. <laughs> Tell him, well. I do too. He does too. He loves you. He's just, she's just a little shy about it. Uh, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> what do we want to talk about today? Uh, today, we just want to do a shout out to uh, our gaming channel, TDC Plays. If you guys haven't checked it out, you, sh- you guys should. It's us here at the Dungeon Cast playing video games. Like, yeah. Sounds good to me, I think. 
Yeah, yeah. We're, uh, it's a little it's a little baby we're nurturing right now, and Indeed. it's going to grow into something great where we schedule time for video games, so we actually play them. Indeed. Very so right fun. now we have a Pokemon Heart Gold Run going on. We're playing a horror game called Outlast. Smash Brothers is on the way. We have plans for things like Shovel Knight, Skyrim, Legend of Zelda, all with people who are on the Dungeon Cast, me and Brian, or people who are kind of tangentially related yeah like if you're in our patreon then you know who josh and jake are yeah and probably steve also indeed um all very much into video games yeah um and right now the two current uh uh games that we're playing now i'm actually playing with my sister kiki she's also my best friend so we have a blast playing all these games it's 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 fun to spend time with her so um some plans for me obviously i've been talking a lot about smash brothers that is on the way as soon as I, I gotta get a capture card pretty much and then i'm ready to go indeed um i might have one by now i don't know i'm, I'm to- getting one in january so I'm, I'm totally eyeballing to to main pokemon trainer so we'll see we'll see how it goes yeah yeah and so my <laughs> other plans um i've decided i don't think i've talked to you about this yet but i re- i'm What's a up? 90s kid at heart and mm-hmm. i really want to do um all the old platformers that i really oh, love yeah. to play Hell so yeah. you're gonna get a lot of Mega Man out of me Hell yes. um, particularly Mega Man x and Mega Man zero yeah. so that that's gonna be real fun it, it'll probably just me, be me doing solo stuff late at night when my baby can't sleep or etc <laughs> um but i think with all that uh maybe we should get back to the show let's get back to the let's show let's get back to the show all right we're back we've returned we talked about wyverns, and now it's talk, time to talk about fairy dragons. I like fairy dragons; they're pretty cool. <clears throat> My they favorite cool. fairy dragon I've ever, I've ever, uh, like, encountered. I've never encountered a fairy dragon in D anD. d Okay, but I thought you were gonna say in real life, and that well, would also be true. Kind of like Yu Gi Oh. <laughs> like in in oh. real life, I, I, there was a ancient fairy dragon. Oh, which was like a cool. There was an anime called Five Dragons or Five Ds, where they played mm-hmm. card games on motorcycles, and um, okay. <laughs> they all the main characters had a like. Specific dragon specific to that, like a unique card specific to them. Okay, and they did dope shit. Mm-hmm. Um, an ancient fairy dragon did dope shit. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was a Yu Gi Oh card. Yeah, and oh. um, and we we played it in in the actual game Yu Gi Oh. Um, it was a it was a meta game card for a while. Oh wow, I, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, fairy dragons and Dungeons & Dragons are essentially cat-sized dragons with butterfly wings rather than the classical leathery dragon wings. Um, They have scales that are iridescent and reflect every color of the rainbow, but are predominantly colored based off of their age. So essentially... Um, depending on like the the stage of life the fairy dragon is in, its colors its primary colors will be different. Okay. Um, the color of the fairy dragon scales shift through the light light spectrum with age, starting with red. So, a newborn fairy dragon will have a, a reddish tint to it, and then it will slowly but surely go through every color of the light spectrum before it ends its light uh, and its like ends its life uh, on violet. So. Uh, from I think age fifty on, fair dragons have a violet complexion. Okay, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. So maybe even indigo. Like yeah, it's like the twilight years or whatever. You know those um those uh like the reflections in the prism, like like red and stuff. They they're mm-hmm. they're also like temperature indicative. Like does the um right. does the fairy dragon like is it like um does that play into this at all? Like maybe no. the, maybe while it's red, it's got more vigor and it's like you know. Well, I mean maybe because it's younger. Okay. Yeah. 
But anyways. Yeah, purple's like the cooler color. Maybe that's what they're going for in here. That'd True, be but, but also um, when it comes to stars, it's actually kind of, well, even when it comes to fire, it's kind of reversed. Like the bluer the flame or the bluer and whiter the star, the hotter it actually is. Yeah, I think. Well, uh, redder stars are actually cooler. You know, I, I might just be talking shit. Um, <laughs> but I think, I know in the. But I understand uh, what you're saying. The God, I wish I remember his name. Um, the scientist that was doing a lot of like work with with um, like the spectrum of light. Like he, he found out that you could break up uh, with prisms. You could break it up into like right, the whole spectrum right. and he was like um measuring the temperature with like thermometers and stuff interesting yeah it's was, it was pretty cool yeah. uh i mean it's too well, late now but i will go research it after we are done recording <laughs> all right well re-research it as is their namesake uh fairy dragons are natives to the Feywild, although some do make their homes in forests and jungles in the material plane uh, here they build their layers, and they have layers just like normal dragons, from spider silk, leaves, and branches, and they snack upon bugs, berries, and flower nectar. Cool. Very whimsical, fairy yeah. tale-like creatures, as they should be. It's fairy and dragons and smashed together. It's just so some fake bullshit. Indeed, it's Half some fake bullshit. bullshit. Unlike wyverns, fairy dragons have a high, if not hyper-intelligence level, much like true dragons. Uh, they can often speak multiple languages, um, the most common being like draconic and sylvan, because dra- you know, dragons and fae, there it is. Yeah. Uh, Elven's another common one because, well, Fae. Yeah. Um, and they have a fair amount of inherent magical abilities, which we'll get into. Is um, it like you find one of these in the Feywild and you like fucking make a wish or something? No, not really. Um, Personality-wise, fairy dragons uh, lie on the chaotic good side of things, and they have a reputation of merriment and mischief, but they're not really wish granters. So they're, they're not going to like monkey spy you even? No, they're not going to monkey spy <laughs> you. They're they're just going to probably play a prank on you and laugh about it. It's kind of <laughs> their deal. They... They're, they're generally good creatures, and they enjoy the company of good people, a good sense of humor, uh, and they delight in treasures of, like, sweets, baked goods, and baubles. Oh, okay. Like, they're just really whimsical, fairy-like, pixie-ish creatures. <laughs> they're just fucking eating scones. Yeah, You, like, come up on one that's got a basket of scones that stole from somebody? Indeed, exactly. <laughs> and then and they would steal a basket of scones, without a doubt. It's just uh, a fucking fairy dragon, like, eating, like, dipping its biscotti into coffee. There you go. Like, chilling. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> So, uh, fairy dragons uh, tend to take every opportunity that they have to wreak mischief upon passerbys using their illusory and enchantment capabilities. All the pranks will be relatively harmless and will often end with the fairy dragon giggling wildly as it reveals themselves from their invisibility spell. Where so, are you going, Kayla? I, uh, Don't worry, Mom. I'm just going out to wreak havoc and mischief on travelers. You know, I don't just know like, about havoc, but definitely like mischief. <laughs> I, I feel, again, they're, they're supposed to be harmless. There wasn't really any specifics given, but I picture it like... You know, falling like dropping stuff on people's heads or like causing like uh, the illusion of like something sought after in the distance. And then like the 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 adventure goes after it, but can never quite get to it. Yeah, it like paints a it it paints a, a tunnel on a rock and then goes through it. And when you try to follow it, you fucking hit a yes, rock. Yes, I could definitely see a fairy dragon doing exactly. So that. go watch an episode of fucking Looney Tunes, yeah, indeed. and then make your campaign. Yeah. Roadrunner, <laughs> yeah, it's a fairy Wiley dragon. Coyote. <laughs> so yeah, so so that's the God, general how fucked disposition. Up must you be when like you paint a fake tunnel and then the the person you're trying to trick goes fucking through it, and then you're like. Huh? And then you go to do it and it's a fucking like. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's hilarious. Um, So most fiery dragons are, like I said, they're benign in nature. So they avoid conflict if they can. Uh, But their fury can be invoked if their lairs or loved ones are under threat. And they have abilities at their disposal for dealing with foes. So some of the inherent uh, magical abilities that fairy dragons have are uh, natural invisibility. 
They could just turn invisible cool. as they wish. They tend to have telepathy, which can be used to fuck with people pretty, yeah. pretty potently. Um, they have innate spell casting with, with spells such as like color spray, mirror image, hallucinatory terrain, and even polymorph. Nice. So they can actually get pretty powerful with the pull polymorph spell. They also have a breath attack. It's called uh, euphoric breath, which is essentially a puff of gas that can bewilder, confuse, and befuddle its target. Okay. Which we'll get into when we look at the stat block, how, how it mechanically works. Um, plus, you know, if, if push comes to shove, fair dragon can bite you. Okay. Yeah, so there Straight it is. up. Yeah. A pair, fair, noms. If it really wants to, it can punch you in the fucking face. Indeed. Very much so. <laughs> um, as you would imagine, uh, as being whimsical, merry, and generally good beings of the Feywild, they tend to ally themselves with pixie sprites, dryads, trance, and other... Um, fey, other fey bullshit. Things. Other fey bullshit. Also, other fairy dragons. You know, like I was reading that sometimes they they'll uh, like form groups and live in groups in, oh, in cool. the forest. Yeah. So yeah, imagine getting like pranked by like a group of fairy dragons. Like at the end of yeah. the prank, they're all like laughing at you, like in a group. Right. Exactly. Great. That'd be funny. Feels like um, high school. You know, all in all, uh, they're great NPCs to introduce in a fey campaign. Nice. Like if if you're running a fey campaign and you don't throw in a fairy dragon just in some random encounter, what are you doing? <laughs> they're really cool and they're fun they've magically written kick me on the back of your armor indeed you're getting yeah. kicked by elves that's exactly what well, druids. Yeah. i think the elves <laughs> would smirk but i don't know if they'd actually kick you okay yeah i imagine uh fairy dragons getting along quite well with the eladrin I, I see that being a thing is there a lot of like accidental death in the fey I feel like, oh, like, yeah. like pranks going oh. wrong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> like killing gnomes and stuff. Like, <laughs> whoops. Oh, shit. Yeah. Like it said, kick, it says kick me on the back of your armor in a fucking trant, like just goes for it. <laughs> right. <laughs> you die. I can see it happening for sure. And everybody's like, oh, bummer. Anyway. <laughs> so any questions about fairy dragons before we take a look at their stat block? Uh, I think all my questions are stat related, which means the notes were good. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we've gone over so much face stuff at this point. Yeah, you, you basically you have an understanding of like how they would basically be. Also, there's not a lot written about these guys and, and a lot of stuff that. OK, so like there was a write up on fair dragons and the original monster manual of first edition. Which OK, is cool. But then when they were brought back at second edition, they just took that write up from the monster manual and reprinted it, added a couple things. OK. And it kind of like the lore and fairy dragons really kind of went through that same process like five times. Where it's they're just like tweaking it per edition to like yeah. we don't want to rip the same old thing, but yeah. we want this creature. I mean it's it's sound it's a sound like you don't need a lot out of this. True, true. Um, um, does where, where are the dragon behaviors here besides like because it's a fade it's a dragon right the 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 hoarding of their their baubles and treasures um, the breath the intelligence and the <clears throat> the look is basically where that all is okay and not true dragons distantly related. It's said in some lore that fairy dragons are essentially the fey version of pseudo dragons, which kind of makes sense. I guess you can make the parallel between elves and men, really, at is that it, point. But it, wouldn't a pseudo dragon be a pseudo dragon isn't like a permanent installment in the material plane, right? Like you have to summon them in or no pseudo dragons are are animals. OK, yeah, they, they live and they're they're native to the material plane. OK, so literally this is like, you know, how fairies might be like small. Pe they look like small people, I guess. Mm -hmm. Right. This is just the dragon version of that. Kind of well, that's what pseudo dragon is, and then the fairy dragon's a fey version of that. The fey fey washed uh, version yeah. of pseudo dragon. Okay, you, yeah, you yeah. could argue that for sure. Um, one thing that surprises me about the fairy dragon is its lack of longevity. 
Like usually both things, Fae and Dragon, live an extraordinarily long time. But fairy, fairy dragons seem to have like a century long lifespan. These are the flies of, of ba- the Feywild. Basically, <laughs> it would seem they're to be super so. annoying and like sometimes <laughs> they bite you. I think they're cool. But yeah, so let's look at the, the fairy dragon stat block. So a lot of this I've already said, like Ari went over the colors, Ari went over the spells. Um, the invisibility, the telepathy. They also have magic resistance. The dragon has advantage of saving throws against spells and other magical effects. Nice. Which is very cool. They have a CR of two. Um, actually, no. So their CR is a, l- a little bit different than other uh, creatures. So red, orange, and yellow fairy dragons have a CR of one. Um, green, blue, and indigo and violet fairy dragons have a CR of two. So basically, nice. as they get older, they get more powerful. That's a very dragon-esque thing. Yeah. Um, they have their bite and they have the euphoric breath. So let's go over the euphoric breath real quick because it's the most interesting thing about them. So plus seven to hit, reach five, one creature. Um, on a hit, it only does one damage. Okay. But, um, oh, actually, no, that was a bite. I'm sorry. Euphoric breath. The dragon exhales a puff of euphoric gas at one creature within five feet of it. Target must succeed on a DC 11 wisdom saving throw, or for one minute, the target can't take reactions and must roll a D6 at the start of each of its turn to determine its behavior during the turn. If you roll a one to four, the target takes no action or bonus action and uses all of its movement to move in a random direction. <laughs> five or six the target doesn't move and the only thing it can do on its turn is make a dc 11 wisdom saving throw ending the effect on itself on a success now i think the idea here is the euphoric breath like puts them in a state of well a state of euphoria but also of illusion where they the reason they ran they randomly wander off in a random direction is because they see something yeah. that piques their interest even though it's not actually there Okay. So really, it really makes people useless. Upon hit of uh, euphoric breath, like it, it, that could be it for you. Like, I mean, it, it could it could uh, completely neutralize you for the rest of combat. And you could run off like a cliffside or whatever. Yeah, like, that could be real bad. Oh gosh, yeah. Because it makes you it makes you worse than useless. It actually makes you a detriment to to the party because you're you're probably running away from yeah. the fight. Yeah. Which exactly. is like worse than just standing there. Right. Exactly. Well, maybe. And if you're just walking away from things, there's, there's opportunity attacks. It's just going to be the longest fucking combat if you're in, if you're up in it with like eight or nine of these guys and like a four man team and they're just like fucking breathing all over you. Right. <laughs> like but I mean, super the, confused. You're at, burning turns. At the same time, this euphoric breath is perfect for an out of combat kind of like the a prank encounter. Yes. Where it's like the party gets hit by euphoric breath and all of a sudden everyone's hallucinating. And you just have a whole like non-combat encounter on them dealing with their hallucination, <laughs> which would be fun. I think that'd be really cool. That so, is cool. You know, that's some fable shit right there. I mean, you could like just like I think the prank would be better on like one of the party members at first for like a while for like a leg of the journey. You just keep pranking the same guy over and over again. Right. Now we're going to prank everybody. Indeed. All right. So they're uh, kind of squishy. They have a good armor class of 15, which is pretty substantial for such a tiny dude. Okay. Uh, but uh, HP is only 14 points. So. I feel like there should just there be... one-hit kills if like, you hit them. There, these should just be... I always picture things in in the Fey with the smaller CR and stuff, like size tiny, stuff like that. I always picture just a, like a, a grip of them. Like you're never really... Yeah. And Gosh, a swarm of fairy dragons. That's scary. And a swarm in, in my eyes for this would be like five... Five of them, six of them. Yeah, a group of fairy dragons. That euphoric breath is. It, that's the thing about challenge rating is it doesn't really account for everything. And five euphoric breaths hitting your party is way higher than just five challenge rating ones or twos hitting you guys. Yeah, is CR more like uh like statistical based, like the hard numbers on the sheet? It, it is exactly what the CR is based. So like on. you're you're weighing the AC versus the HP versus a, the, yeah a rough strength, approximation made upon like the hard numbers that you got. Yeah, so these abilities and like multi attack might be included in there. Like oh well. The these abilities would make it like bump the CR a little bit, right? But it's really not capturing. 
capturing maybe all of the utility. That'd difficult be kind of hard to quantify. To do. Difficult yeah, to quantify because it's for setting sure. specific. Like Indeed. what you're what you're doing with these this creature's ability as an NPC is really up to you. Right. It's very much so. Yeah. So. Any questions about fairy dragons? I mean, they're pretty cool. I, I had like a, um, a mental image of like purple fairy dragons telling like a bunch of orange fairy dragons to get off their phone. Okay. Yeah, sure. Like mad about it. That. Yeah. Goddamn millennials. <laughs> it's, it's stupid. <laughs> All right. Well, with that being said, I think it's time to get ready for our long rest. Let's get ready to rest forever. Not forever. Um, <laughs> Just for, for like eight so. hours. Yeah. Or um, a week, depending on how you look. I need it. my once a day back, which Indeed. is the making a podcast. That's making <laughs> right. a podcast is my once a day in 40. Indeed. It is. Um, so... Well, what do we do in the short rest? TDC plays? Uh, no, I believe today we need to talk about Super Quest Saga. No, yeah, because we talked about TDC plays in short rest. Yes, let's yeah. talk about Super Quest Saga, which it's is an ongoing s- cyberpunk space opera campaign. Yeah, right here on YouTube. It's a saga. That it's we a play. quest. It's super good. Yeah, exactly. So we named it Super <laughs> Quest Saga. Indeed, we did. Um, yeah, if you guys um go watch it, you will be watching D and D five E. Um, yeah. in space, but in space, yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of cool technology. Mm-hmm. A lot of most of this campaign, I think, is reskins. Um, reskins and homebrews. We, reskins about and about fifty fifty, yeah. um, except for the players. Where yeah, we're all just like textbook out of the out of the out of the player's handbook, etc. Mm-hmm. Xanathar's guide. I know I plan on using a lot as much Xanathar and Mordenkind and stuff as I can as a warlock. Right. Um, I'm really impressed by the Xanathar's Guide stuff for Warlock, like the extra oh, invocations yeah. and stuff. Yeah, they definitely got a good power boost from Xanathar's. Yeah, that for was, sure. It was real cool. Uh, yeah. A lot of cool flavor stuff too. So we're 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 in there. I love all our characters a lot. Yeah. We don't really talk about like what classes you guys are playing. So like in this cyberpunk camp- campaign, we have a warlock, a druid, and a paladin. Yeah, we're keeping my warlock a secret. Like what pack I took for as long. as Oh possible. yeah, for as long. Let's so not spoil that. Yeah, indeed. But but also they're time displaced, so they're from the normal D and D world. But now they're stuck in this sci fi adventure, far far in the future, and completely out of their element. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we, check it out. We've run into some t- space tieflings, space elves, space <laughs> illithids, space everything. Yeah, space <laughs> space robots. Ro- there are robots. Mm-hmm. Uh, Asimov. That's oh yeah, a- Asimov. Asimov. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that was fun. Um, yeah, go check out Super Saga. It's on our uh, our normal YouTube channel, The Dungeon Cast. Um, like we said in the short rest, go check out TDC Plays. Thank you to everybody in the Discord. There's a link for the Discord below. We highly recommend that you go uh, click that link and join our Discord and talk to us. Um, me and Will like to interact there. You can add us and we'll we'll talk to you. Um, and if you're on our Patreon, um, please uh, check out the bonus content for the tier that you belong to. There's a lot of good good stuff going on there. Uh, early episodes. We have early episodes of this show as well as early episodes of Super Quest Saga, where um, you're you're gonna always have like one to two weeks of this show, and you're gonna have um, two weeks to a month of Super Quest Saga because we drop it bi monthly. Indeed. Um, and obviously, this is a weekly show. If you're listening, if you're listening, um, yeah. I mean, is there anything else we want to talk about? I don't think so. I think with that, we can call it a game. Let's call it a game. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. 
And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.